Welcome to the Pack Rugby Show, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Jay Ball, coming to you from the Double Take Studios. Once again, Wednesday night, 6.30pm. Feeling frisky, feeling sexy, feeling really good. Um, tonight we've got an absolutely massive show. We've got a very special guest dialing all the way in from sunny old England or the UK or wherever, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky one because you don't know if he's English, you don't know if he's Welsh, plays in France, who really knows? Henry Thomas from Montpellier. We'll be getting to him shortly, but before we do, got to introduce... Uh, our panellists for this evening, it's just Big Fat Dars. Lonely Dars. G'day, J-Boy. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Where's Quirky? I'm stuck in traffic. Yet again. <laughs> so is Dow, apparently. Well, you know. Yeah, a bit of a stinger. Dow was a late scratching. Quirky's uh, on his way, so he'll be joining in the best. call very shortly. But uh, no battler's bench, just me and Big Fat Dars uh, riding pine tonight. So this could be... Terrible. This could be so nah, shit, right. but I reckon it'll be pretty good, um, as I said, because joining us all the way over uh, from, is it England, is it Wales, is it France, who knows, it's Henry Thomas. Henry! Hey, yeah, how you doing, brother? Hey, man, how's it going? Living Before the dream, I'm Henry. It's a bit of a shit show, so uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, that we'll we'll get to that. Obviously, you uh, you know the pack lads quite well, so you know it's a shit show all around when it comes to all things pack. But um, before we get into anything, Henry, uh, you we'll, we'll go through obviously your whole career, and there's been some exciting stuff recently with your, uh, for lack of a better term, defection to the Welsh from uh, from uh, England. But we uh, we have a man on the inside, a friend uh, you might know from your school days out at Millfield School, uh, shop the prop. Uh, Joe Shoplin, he's been able to give us a, a a bit of an insight. So, during your time there at Millfield School with uh, with Shoppy, you had the nickname Meathead. How did that come about? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I turned up I turned up thirteen years old into a boarding house with uh, a lot of big rugby lads in it, and I was a big kid. Immediately got the name uh, got the nickname Meathead, and. <laughs> I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll ignore it. It'll go away. <laughs> and it's, it's, stuck, it's stuck me now, you know, 20 years later, whatever it is. Like, uh, especially with those lads, I don't see them, I don't see them for uh, three, four years. And it's like, ah, oh, meathead, how's it going? I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, don't you love that shit? I love that so much. And yeah. then on, on top of that as well, you, uh, you were the head boy there at Millfield. Uh, it came to an abrupt end, I'm led to believe, involving chickens. Do you care to elaborate on that further? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it wasn't chickens. and the, uh, Chickens were an idea. So the, the idea, the first idea we had was that we had a few farmers in our group and um, you could purchase chickens for a quid. Um, <laughs> so we thought, we thought we're at school, we could scrub together 100 quid between us, two about 15 of us. And just let them loose around the school, um, but then our uh, our chicken man, he uh, he let us down. So we had to uh, we had to rethink. So we ended up uh, we ended up breaking into the library and uh, what? I say attempt attempting to stack up all the books to block the entrance and really just making a mess. They thought someone just vandalised the place, um, and then you know. Snitches get stitches. Someone, uh, someone dropped their guard, and we got uh, we got caught out. But you know, it's just a classic, just <laughs> you know, mess up day, prank thing. But uh, you know, I thought home and dry is about three days left of school. Was, you know, they haven't got a clue what's going on. They're the police, and they don't have a clue what's going on. Trying to do fingerprints and stuff. And uh, I thought, that's it, we're done here. And then uh, someone broke, 
and uh, got us all in the ship. Who was it? Do you know? It wasn't Shoppy, was it? Yeah, I do know. It wasn't Shoppy, no. He, uh, <laughs> he's good at He's good at keeping his mouth shut, luckily. He's probably got a few more stories that he hadn't told you. Um, but uh, we know who it was. And uh, the poor bloke, is, is, um, his mum's actually a teacher there. So uh... oh, Narrowing it down, I like it. Yeah, yeah. He knows who it is. He knows who it is, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't... And it's one of those things where we weren't, we weren't like... He hasn't gone out his way to stitch us up, but he got, got basically got caught out. He said he was he said he was staying at someone's house that night, and his mum's basically just just called him out, and he's broken. Um, and yes, it meant led to a pretty uh, awkward finish to uh, five years at school. <laughs> and I've touched on it. Obviously, uh, one of the biggest dirt bags not to go pro out of uh, Millfield School is uh, Joe Shoplin. Uh, he's recently moved back to the UK. Do you? How do you feel about that? Would you prefer he stayed in Australia scaffolding or what? <laughs> yeah, probably actually. <laughs> Towards you, it was, good. it was good. You know what? I loved. Uh, I loved coming to Aussie and um, coming to Brizzy and uh, you know coming to see him. Now I've got to pay for hotels somewhere, do I? <laughs> you can always crash with us if you want. He's uh, no, nah, he's he, he's he's a good lad. He's. Um, He's always a good crack, and you know he's a guy who introduced me to pack in the first place. Good man, on your shoppy, <laughs> mate. Uh, on a serious note, you were um, talented athlete um, back at school. Having played cricket, and played England under sixteens, eighteens, twenties, before playing in the Premiership a day after your nineteenth birthday, mate. What is the schoolboy system um, like over in England? Is there as much perceived like pressure uh, for you to like? Uh, expectation for you to like make it as soon as you come out of school or, or whilst you're at school is, is there as much pressure as there is kind of over here or more oh, first thing is it's decent research that i'm not sure, sure i can even remember all those stats um thanks Dave. <laughs> uh i don't know right when you're when you're, what, when you're 16 17 18 you're just playing playing the game you love right and it's like you're like oh great you're going to a camp this is awesome like yeah it's a bit of pressure but you're just just playing you don't really know how the whole thing works and uh you go on a few of these tours and a few of these kind of age group stuff and it's um it's just good it's just good crack it's good fun um and then when i left i left to go to sale and been a front row guy and i was you know i played quite played a lot of sevens and believe it or not you know not <laughs> i was under well i was 120 kilos like i am now i was you know i was scraping over 100 kilos when i left school um and I was like, you know what? There's no way they're going to play me for, you know, three, four years. They're going to they're going to stick me in the gym. You know, I'm going to go uni, have a, have a good time, and you know, try and work work through a few years' time. And lucky enough to, you know, give them a shot pretty early, and you know, it went well. Uh, but geez, my first couple of years, I was, I was. I mean, I'm still small for my position now. I mean, you must have some lads on here. Some tight heads who are 130, 140 plus, right? And uh, it's never been me. So I got absolutely killed the first couple of years. You know, these um, these old battlers who've been in the league 15 yeah. years and are excellent internationals just <laughs> fucking oh, looking at me like a, bit, bit, like a bit of fresh meat. Like, <laughs> all, all their vertebrae um, and their necks have fused. 
yeah, look at these old guys, like 35, and be like, I ain't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. Um, but I could run. I could run. Right, I, uh, I, made, oh, I made a few line breaks. You know, just, just what you want your tight end doing. Um, and I just basically learned from, I basically learned from there, really. Uh, but I actually just completely avoided your question uh, about the schoolboy stuff, right? I forget it too, man. Don't um, worry about it. Uh, no, I think, again, I think it's a bit more serious now. Like, I go back to the school and, you know, they've got cameras everywhere. They, they're sports. They've got sports code, like, coding their games, analysts. Yeah. And for us, we had, um, we used to get a sixth former to, um, to sit on, like, one of those handheld cameras and follow, and follow the game. And he was stood where everyone else was stood. So he'd get in a conversation and he'd be looking this way and the place, the place <laughs> that way. And, uh, and we, 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 we could have, Next day, we'd be, we huddled in a little room, in like a sweaty little room. I think it was in the library, and we'd um, we'd watch it. And suddenly, the kind of cameras going the wrong way. You think, fucking hell! By the time you didn't think it was budget at all, but you look back now, you're like, that budget, you know? Uh, oh man! Yeah, I think we're lucky. We, we, we had a we had a really good uh, team when I was at school. You know, as guys, um, Jonathan Joseph, Maka um, Vanapola. Rich Roddick, who plays for Ireland, um, you know, we had a real strong team. And so we won most of the games, so the pressure didn't really feel like that. It was just kind of enjoying ourselves and usually winning, which was nice. Love it. Awesome. Henry, uh, just uh, wanted to introduce you to uh, Ed Quirk. He's uh, joined us on the panel this evening, so he's back. He's made it through the traffic, so he'll be joining in. All the way from Japan. Had to just flew in this afternoon, so... Mate, what a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> G'day, Quirky. How's it going? Mate. Pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> G'day, Quirky. How's it going? Mate, as good as it gets, mate. As good as it gets. I've seen well, your mug. With, with a name like Meathead, was there any... Was there much... Uh, there wouldn't be much shift in positions you could play, right? Like Meathead can't play on the wing, can't play second row. <laughs> he has to be in the front row. That, you've been pinned for life. Since day one, mate. Yeah, you know, I I got I got labelled, didn't I, as a by some six formers at twelve, thirteen years old and my my <laughs> destiny was filled. You know, I tried playing number eight for uh two, three years and then I just remember coaches going yeah, nah, go back. I reckon I reckon props for you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> and I'm I'm looking down like I'm, I'm like <laughs> yeah, oh. probably right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mate. Well um uh, uh, you you mentioned how daunting it was making your debut in the Premiership at the age of 19, and we'll, we'll get to your international career uh, later on, as I touched on before. It's a very unique one, but throughout your career, you, you've had, you had to battle um, some... It was punctuated by injury, you know? You had to battle a few injuries, especially early on and stuff like that. Getting into the psyche of a pro footy player... Um, how do you deal with that, and, and what sort of effect does it have on you? Obviously, physically, but also mentally, especially playing as a tight head prop in one of the toughest rugby competitions in the world. Uh, I think it changes as your career goes on. I think uh, you um, you start when you get a few injuries as a youngster. You go like, "Oh, great! I can use this time and get better." And you know, clearly, from what I said, I needed to get bigger and stronger, and you know, to compete at any sort of level. Um, so I kind of really pushed a positive spin on it. And then as you get kind of into your mid twenties, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, this is actually pretty shit. And you're, you're up and down. And <laughs> still try and go, you still try and go for that kind of positive And then you, you, you hit a stumbling block and it's like, 
you, you know you're pretty you're pretty down you know it's about having that right support around you and um i've i had some some bad some bad streaks um you know i went uh hammy off the bone into acl oh. into a disco shoulder oh. yeah you know i played holy trinity i did it one game, came back first game did my acl came back after covid in a warm-up game and dislocated my shoulder and i was like oh. you know that point i was a bit touch and go with uh I was like, Jesus, this is going to carry on. Um, I was like, it's probably my last one now. And then, um, yeah, just just dug in and got through a season. And I always thought, well, once you once you play a season, or you get through a preseason and stuff, as well, your body gets harder and you just you get more used to getting banged around. But uh, yeah, man, it can be pretty brutal. I'm not sure everyone's had it quite as bad as me, but there's always. It's always someone with a, you know, torn up ACL, banged up shoulder, and you just got to, just got to hope it's not you next, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh. all very depressing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Do I deal with it well? <laughs> do I deal with it well? Sometimes, yes. Yeah, sometimes, probably too much. Too much on the piss, probably. You know, I spent so out with it two well, weeks yeah. out in, uh, in Oz. I spent two weeks out in Oz after my first ACL. Went out with the the city sevens with the the pack lads and man, I just try and just try and get back get back fit and try and enjoy myself along the way. Probably too much. <laughs> well, mate, like firstly, like you got to you know commend yourself for that hard work that you've done to get through, mate. I've I've been through a fair fair amount of shit as well on and off the field. So, um, mate, hats off to you. And uh, it's as hard as it is to get back, mate. Sometimes you need to do what you did and, and let go for a little bit to, to snag back, um, you know, the love for rugby and, as you said, harden up your body. But, mate, as Jay touched on it just a little bit before, mate, your, your very unique international career, obviously uh, seven England caps. Mate, you've just um, been called up into that Welsh 54-man uh, squad for the World Cup. Again, congratulations. And, um, mate, we'll go through, we'll start at England, your inclusion there, mate, in the squad, and then obviously eventually debut against Argentina. You want to walk us through that one? Yeah, I mean, I felt like, you know, something. This is going back nine years ago now. So, like, uh, uh, I felt like I was on a pathway then to kind of break through. So we had a good um, twenty twenty season, twenties World Cup, and um, they got me involved in a few camps. The, the kind of the year after that, or, you know, the year and a half after that, and you know, I was just the I was the young guy massively out of my depth but you know the training and you know i feel like i was on this path and the uh when i first went my, my my cap it was argentina it was a lion's year so getting a couple of guys away and i knew it was, I knew it was my chance really um and I kind of hung on to that hung on to that for about 18 months did a uh did that tour did a six nations and we went on tour to new zealand which is awesome um but i was really felt i still felt like i was in that kind of periphery of that team you know it was um i was still young guys to try to work out what was going on and you know how how to play a game at that level i didn't really know i, I was probably overawed at that time i was just, you know, i was 21 um probably didn't really believe in what i was doing so um when i left that squad i got a neck injury after the first test in new zealand and then 
came out had a had a really had a, had a really good season with Bath as the year we got to the final in the Premiership. But at the end of the season, just get my I did my AC, um, got back for the semi and final, but missed out on the World Cup squad. So uh, uh, and then that was it really. After that, I was in and out squads, injuries, you know, get back playing well, get another injury, and um, you know, I said before that I. I don't really hold any, you know, grudges for not getting picked in that time. You know, at the time I was fit, I was playing better than guys were getting selected. But mm. my only frustration with the England stuff is I never got to play when I was kind of anywhere near my best. I was just a young guy and you know, hoping for that to be a start of something long at that time. Yeah. Have you got one of those old man seats in the shower? <laughs> What's that? Oh, that one with Wendy's. Yeah, just with everything, mate. Just, 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 just hold, just hold on to anything I can, you know. <laughs> a lot of lean bars. Yeah. 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 Ah, no stairs at home. Shower seat. Just, just gonna hold on, hold yeah. on to the bar. Yeah. Right. Use the soap holder as a footrest. Yeah. Got, ah. you, you got, I saw you got the support dog there in the back as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to keep faking it, right? That's it. That's <laughs> it, yes. mate. Um, uh, Eddie Jones has uh, recently recently been appointed as the Wallabies coach, mate. Um, you, you played uh, your seven games before Eddie came to the helm, mate. Um, uh, did you have any uh, much contact with him? And um, if so, uh, w- what do you think of Eddie? And what do you think of Eddie will be, will bring as Wallabies head coach? Um, yeah, so like I said, I played before Eddie. Um, I was kind of involved. So obviously they came in after that World Cup that I just missed out on. So I came in and came into one of his first squads, and so did all my training camps post my seven caps with with him. Um, and well, he's he's a he's, he's a complicated bloke, you know. I think he he likes it that way. Um, he doesn't mind pissing people off. I think he quite he quite likes it. He likes messing around with the media. Um, he did an impressive job with England. Like it kind of ended on a sour note, I think, like it often does, you know. But he um, he got England through some some good streaks of wins and good World Cup, but just, just couldn't quite, you know, convert it. So like, I think he's an impressive coach. I think um, I had a few interesting uh, interactions with him. Uh, so when, when I first came in. It was one of those things where a new coach, you don't really know much about him. He's an Aussie. He's coached X, Y, and Z, but you don't, you know, that's a lot of guys. You don't know uh, kind of old rugby or coaches from Southern Hemisphere. So uh, it was like, right, come in, come in, see me anytime, anytime in the day. Um, you know, just a little introduction and, you know, see where you sit in the squad. So I've kind of been a bit keen. Then got in second or third, thinking that's decent impression to make. Um, <clears throat> and he was pretty brief. He sat down. <laughs> and he was like, "Look, he was like, look, age. Um, at the moment we see you, as, see you as second choice." Um, and I was like, "Fuck, happy days." I was like, "Missed, missed the World Cup. Come in as second choice." I was like, "Decent." Um, okay, now I'm in here. You know, ready to go. And then. Yeah, I've got a few questions for you. Um, what do you? What would your opposition number? Um, 
How would he how would he describe you in three words? This is fucking this is absolutely hit me for six, this question. I I just sat there and told her I was second choice, so I was thinking I was sitting on a cloud. I was going, what, what the fuck do I say? What's he what's he yeah, I was I was a young fellow as well, so I was like I was like, oh, what, what does he want to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is this is a trick question. Like, do I go there arrogant? Do I go you know, humble? Do I you know I go I fuck knows. I can't remember what I said, you know. It doesn't matter now. Whatever I said didn't work because uh, next day I got bombed out of the squad. We, oh, <laughs> we, we are. We actually have uh, Eddie Jones on a call. Um, he, yeah. he remembers the call. We got him, Zachy. Put him on. Yeah, get him on. Here he is. Here he is. Eddie, um, is that? Nah, we don't actually have him on the line. Um, sorry, mate. <laughs> I actually got a bit of a beat on there, actually. Say <laughs> <laughs> PTSD there, yeah. eh? I mean, so did I when the, when the video wasn't coming up. I was going, hit it, nothing. I, I, saw, his, I saw his eyelids moving. And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, he actually is, yeah, yeah. He's going to actually tell him I said legend for my first one. So. Yeah. Legend, yeah. meathead, is that two words? We don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You nailed it, Das. Uh, well, Henry, look. A very storied career uh, in the Premiership, 200 games across both Bath and Sale, um, and obviously made that move to Montpellier. I want to touch on that, but as I just touched on, very storied career, but you did go on a little tour with the Pack Boys down in the Sydney Sevens a few years ago. Uh, are there any stories that can come out of that that won't ruin your career? And if so, <laughs> any uh, any highlights, mate? So honestly, I, I had no idea what to expect, really, because... Um... Uh, prop shop as you called him Joe Shopland um, he was like look some of my boys coming down you know we've got this um, you know social rugby club we're going to watch the sevens um, you know are you, are you around for it and I was like yeah classic he was like oh it'd be a decent piss up whatever so I rocked down I was thinking I was wearing you know jean shorts and a t-shirt ready for the day and they were like nah nah you can't wear that and I was like what do you mean and he was like nah come with us for the hotel and he came in there and they were like mate pick from Picking this stuff. So you guys saw the picture on the, on the start, right? That was a best-seller bunch. The rest of it was, uh, you know, basically a netted netted bra that kind of finished kind of finished up here yeah. with the G-string shorts. I was all, you know, it was, a, it was like a dress with pack on it. And I was thinking, yeah. So I picked out these like little short shorts and that little jacket and a hat. And um, I was like, right, this is, where, this, is, this is the way this is going. And then... Um, Lads were, um, lads were, what was it, Venga boys on repeat all day, basically, bar hopping <laughs> through, uh, through Sydney, hit the sevens. I fucking, I don't see anything like it, actually. Um, I probably a few things I've got to, I've got to probably miss out on, but, um, crowd, crowd was pretty wild. Um, <laughs> it's just fucking, it was a hell of a day. It was a hell of a day. It I was a day. Before as well. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot of things I can't. I'm just trying to <laughs> but, PTSD. Um, geez, it was uh, it was a good day, and I was like, "Oh, these guys, these guys, are good cunts." So, uh, <laughs> uh, and then and then and then and they sent then they sent overload of pack gear to uh, to England. Uh, I still got a few bits as well. I actually left it in France, annoyingly, but um, otherwise I'd be wearing, I'd be rocking it right here. Otherwise, but uh, no, I will send you more. No, no, I knew, I knew it was a good group. I think it was like quite, maybe near the start when uh, when Pack started. So, mm. twenty sixteen um, was it? It was twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, the infancy man. So I've been following, been following the progress since then. 
<laughs> Bloody oath. Bless you. I mean, I loved it. Uh, I loved it. So when I was a, obviously uh, Montpellier arrived and um, Brandon, Brandon Pangramosa uh, rocked up. And he was complaining. He was like, "Oh, those pack, those pack lads. They always, they always fuck me. They always, they're always giving me shit." And I was like, "Perfect." I was like, "Right." I was like, "I know those lads. I'm messing." So yeah, shout out to Brandon. I'm gonna give, some, I'm gonna give him some shit later on. Please do. We are. Uh, he's keen to come on the show too. So maybe don't show him this until a, after he's been on the show. A rebuttal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, he can come on and give BPA a rebuttal. rebuttal. Um, but speaking of, obviously BPA, your your uh, your teammate there at Montpellier, um, as I touched on before, a couple hundred games across a couple of clubs in the Premiership. What prompted the move to the top fourteen of Montpellier in particular? Um. Well, I think I like I mentioned that little run of injuries before. Um, I played out that season and uh, Bath were kind of I'm an iron about uh, re-signing me and then I had an offer to go to La Rochelle for, for a um, medical joker during the season and, and Bath kind of shut it down saying they, they needed me for the rest of the year but they didn't want to give me a contract for the following year so I was like fucking brilliant um, and <laughs> And I got a few offers in I got a few offers in the party there and I just wasn't really feeling, you know, dropping down the league and so I decided I was just gonna just gonna wait it out for a, a few months. It was probably it was probably April time probably and um I was like, you know what, just gonna see how it goes. Like if it goes into the summer and I gotta train, the summer's gonna come up and tie a prop and whatever. I've had a pretty tough injury run. And um probably a day after that I got a call from my agent saying that that Montpellier Montpellier are keen. Um, do you fancy it? And I was like, fuck yeah. You know, I, um, I played down there 2013 and 2015 with Salem Bath and it's just a, it's a beautiful place down on the South coast of France. And that was kind of always on my list of places that if I were to go to France, I'll, I want to play there. And, uh, yeah, straight away. Except for the contract that didn't take any time in signing it. And, um, yeah, it was straight down there. Hell yeah. That's sick. Mate, unbelievable, mate. And obviously with that awesome move came, uh, obviously last season, the cherry on top uh, with Mont- Montpellier having a win there, mate. How was that sort of that lead in in that season? Then obviously, hopefully there was a bit of pack. Bit of carry sort of, on. Yeah, a bit of carry on as well. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. some netted G-strings and some bras going around too. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, plenty of carry on. Yeah, it was, um, going to France, it was, uh, it, it was a cool experience. Like, it was just, the support in France is unbelievable. Is obviously the fourteen teams, um, you know, ten of them sell out every week with, you know, fifteen to thirty thousand seat stadiums, and the the, the French are wild. Uh, complete short culture shift. Uh, don't speak any French, so there's a pretty decent challenge going over there, and um, that league is full of massive blokes as well. You know. Mm. A lot of Aussies, Kiwis, Fijians, massive Samoans, you know, it's um it's absolute freaks. You know, you haven't, haven't heard of half these Fijians and they basically just run the games. That's incredible. Um <laughs> uh, so it's kind of a bit a bit of team problems problems and you know, I think after like five games we had like a massive uh meeting with the president about you know, it was a crisis meeting, he's picking guys out, going, you know, what are you going to do to make this club better, whatever? And then from there on, we went on a 10 game winning streak, which took, put us to the top of the table. 
and we kind of stayed there for the rest of the season and it was um <coughs> bits of real really you could see the sport building around the club as the year went on and um my went to the semi-finals in nice and i think it's like forty thousand there and it was just it was about 35 degrees as well uh in the in the footy stadium there and um sports unbelievable and uh yeah we, we got through the final in Stade de france it's like nothing i've ever been to before i think uh atmosphere wise you know it was probably on par with you know the internationals that played complete full house like you wouldn't see that in in the english premiership you know it's the uh the grand final there is i took them eighty thousand, but you probably get 60 65 in there and it's during the day but the finals five past nine start you know absolute packed house flares going off uh kind of djs playing there was live performance afterwards it's it just a massive show and uh we won there and i didn't really realize how important the the brennis is the, the brennis is this big shield that um the the winner gets and it's like um it's a special thing in france oh, yeah. that good luck if you touch it and all sorts of things and i didn't realize any of that stuff and it was the first time that montpellier have ever won it so uh it was pretty pretty emotional and then the the, the party started there basically um i'm sure you saw a few might have seen a few videos knocking around uh social media our friend uh our friend bpa uh he's got an he's got an addiction to cameras so he's usually in the, in the limelight then <laughs> Uh, dancing, taking taking his top off, getting his getting his sloppy rig out, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, he just he loves it, and you know, he, with his hair and stuff, he's uh, the cameras <laughs> love him as well. Uh, we, we we give him a whole lot of shit for that. There's so many videos on social media of him dancing in front of the camera, and he gets in the changing room. And he's like, lads, I fucked up again. So, I, I, took my top, I took my top off and I started dancing in front of the camera. I was like, yeah, sick, man. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, like, we, um, we, uh, what happened from now? So that night we were out in Paris, you know, imagine all night in Paris, and then we had to get a train back to Montpellier. We, we, um, took a three, so three, three and a half hour train back to Montpellier, and, um, Ugh, yuck. It was just on the, oh, it was just a massive piss up on the train. <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't yum, like yum. It, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't like we we were like oh we had the whole train to ourselves. It was oh, like yeah. oh we got these seats. So there were some kids, some poor people <laughs> sat between us. Kids, lads were just lads were going wild. Being like, lads, we got, back, we got back into the uh, in the station coach to the center of town. There's like thirteen thousand people just waiting waiting for us uh, in the middle of town with a stage. Some another one of BPA's classic moments, dancing in front of the stage, and um, Dead. didn't realise the stage finished, and uh, went head first off the stage. So, <laughs> ah. fancy, honestly, fancy a laugh. Go have a look. Go have a look at that one. You know, he's uh, <laughs> he's clapping away, dancing to dancing music. You know, side to side, side to side, and then his right foot misses the stage, and he goes face face first, <laughs> smashes his face head in. I think I think he got concussion from that as well. Love it. <laughs> Mate, um, the obviously the, the 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 game over the top fourteen over in France is is heaving at the moment. Uh, you played in the Premiership. Um, mate, what's it what's it like seeing uh, three of those Premiership clubs fold in in this last year? And um, what uh, what do you put that down to? And then what do you think is different from the Premiership compared to the uh, top fourteen? Uh, 
Uh, it's, it's so sad seeing seeing yeah. teams with bus. You know, there were um, there's so many good players, good blokes who have lost their job and got to the point where the market is the market is kind of saturated now. So there's um, there's kind of record number of players who are you know Premiership standard who can't get clubs or are fighting for you know really really you know poor contracts and yeah it's not it's not great because. You always know the superstars are going to get picked up, and you know no one no one has any space in their budget until someone someone you know if someone top quality comes available, and then uh, suddenly they manage to find a bit of space in the salary cap. But um, there's loads of guys dropping down leagues, and it's just um, it's tough to see. And I think you know without going too 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 far into it, honestly, it was just probably poor bit of business models, spending too much money, and then. With COVID, just um, knocking these guys' revenues, and the big difference really is the probably the the sponsorship with, with Canal main, mainly. Then Canal Plus in France. France is a massive country, so their deal they get they get so much more money. <laughs> also, the you know they fill out their stadiums. The the rugby's are the main hubs of these towns in France, so sponsors are really keen to throw money at it, and I think. Um, in England, you know, football, soccer is uh, is so much bigger in a lot of these towns that the rugby, the rugby takes a bit more of a backseat, and uh, yeah, it's pretty tough going in the in the Premiership at the moment. And it was a good time to to move to France for me, I think. Oh, bloody oath, you nailed it! Yeah, <laughs> absolutely crushed it. And so it's a bit of a weird one for you. Um, you know, you you have for lack of a better term, you've now pledged allegiance to Wales through your father's heritage, born in Swansea. Was that, considering your history, obviously born and raised in England, played seven times for England, played a lot of your premiership football there, was that a very difficult decision to make, especially considering that now having pledged allegiance to um, Wales, there was a change of contract at Montpellier and you no longer have that Montpellier uh, gig to go back to? Well... Firstly, it seems like no one likes me now. I see because I'm, I'm a traitor to the English, and I'm still English to the Welsh. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm. I really, <laughs> we still love you, mate. I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a leper, you know. <laughs> no, no. Just, um, uh, to be honest, the whole thing came out of the blue, really. Um, I knew once that rule changed that that would be the case, but um, I didn't really know the Welsh rules around, you know, being eligible to play. I thought you had to be in Wales, so. Um, I was the reason I moved. One of the reasons I moved out to France because I was like, right, this kind of England stuff's probably finished now. I'm probably too many injuries, and I wanted that change and just not to be involved anymore. And it was that was quite a big thing to do as well to kind of almost give up on that, even though I wasn't that close. Was just like, you know, I fuck, I missed out on international stuff. But I go out to France, and this is a totally new experience. And then the week before they announced the squad. I had a call from the forwards coach just saying, um, you know, are you eligible? And I was like, I, I think so. Um, yeah, you, you you tell me. I don't know the rules. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, oh, I was, I was like, my dad's from Swansea and, you know, all that stuff. And he was like, okay, right. He's like, your name's in the mix. Uh, we'll let you know on Monday. And I was like, all right. And I was like, was it finished? And I was thinking... Like is he is he for real? Like is this is this something is that's going to something happen? You know, as you can sound, I'm I'm kind of as English as it gets, and 
I've uh, got a call Monday after training and they were like, oh, mate, you know, you're in for X, Y, Z reason and uh, we're going to announce it in about five minutes. And I was like, fuck, right. Um, you know, obviously went on social media and it was a thing, it was a thing that stood out, you know, it wasn't um, that a few guys got missed out because of they they moved to play for eight, play 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 in in England, and that was quite controversial. And then me being an ex England international being selected was quite controversial. So it was it kind of made headlines. So I was getting a load of messages at the same time. Um, Montpellier were like, you know, part of the reason we wanted to do next year was to cover the World Cup, and you know, there's changes terms, and you know, you're going to have to choose between the two. And I was like. So I'm getting all these like nice messages being like, congratulations, is awesome. Like, when are you starting? And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going yet. Like, I've got no job and I had to work all that out. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a chaotic couple of weeks. And uh, I was like, right, I can't miss the opportunity to play international rugby again in a World Cup. I missed the World Cup in 2015 when I was there, thereabouts. And you know, this is a massive thing for my career. And if it doesn't work out, I end up going or playing. You know, this is a chance I regret if I don't yeah. do it. So, mm-hmm. um, I was like, right, Montpellier, I'm, I'm going to do it. They said, okay, nothing we can do about it. We'd love you to stay, but. And so I kind of started packing my bags. And about a week later, I had a chat with the president before one of the games, and um, I'm lucky enough to have a good relationship with him. And he asked me, he was saying, well done. He asked me, you know, do you like living here? Like playing here? And I was like, yeah, I love it. And he was like, right, well, let's see what I can do. I'll, I'll try and sort of contract out for you, you know? And then that was, was probably, that was probably an hour for where we had a game to play as well. And I was like, my head, my head was fucking scrambled again then. Cause I was already packing my bags, you know, thinking about which region might have me in Wales. Um, and so, yeah, I think. I think I'll be ending up staying. Uh, I think I managed to wangle a new contract for the president and uh, I know if I can do both. Dream result. Yes. That's sick. Was the, uh, was the reason why they were tentative in regards to um, your contract, is that because that they are actually playing uh, rugby like during the World Cup? Is, is so they've the got... Yeah, yeah. So they've they've got three games prior to the World Cup. I assume that I think it's in August, and they have a big break, and they start basically the day after the final. So anyone who's gotcha. been involved in the World Cup, I think there's some sort of mandatory break period. So there is a section of games which you're kind of unavailable for, and right. um, yeah, and they 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 were like, oh, they didn't have enough players to cover or something. I don't know. You never really know. You never really know the truth of rugby clubs sometimes, do you? But, but you, he's got to, you got to, he's got to take it on the chin. Well, I mean, I hate to say it though, um, Henry, but Wales won't be getting out of the pool stages, will they? Over Australia, Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this? Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, Australia. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, straight to it. Yeah, that, that would have been brutal that if was... we weren't playing Australia. It'd uh, be a good you one. Loves, you love to tell me. You love to tell me. <laughs> Uh, we Actually, we do shit. have Eddie Jones on the blower. He'll uh, be out. Ah, what do you reckon, Eddie? <laughs> um, you, you mentioned it very briefly before, uh, Henry, the, the fact that you're a bit of a leper. Um, you have defected and you're a bit of a traitor 
uh, to the motherland in England. You did go to the school uh, with the Vunipolas, the Bin Ladens, the Murdochs. Did you uh, have any of them called you to give you a bit of stick about it? Um, I got um, no, not from not from that group uh, that you mentioned there. It was strange enough, but. Um... <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I had a lot of messages, you know, I got a lot of Welsh mates that I played with over the years, you know, who give me shit for being so English, and um, suddenly I'm defected and uh, I'm playing for Wales now, so they've been giving me shit, and uh, then, England, you know, it's just been, it's just one of those stories that people don't expect to see, so you, uh, mm. normally when you get picked for an international squad, everyone's like, you know, well done, good luck, whatever, but this was pretty unique, so... There's a lot of kind of well dones mixed in with your traitor or um, how the fuck they are you Welsh? Uh, yeah, you know, sorry, the, I should have said that. Message. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a, just kind of a lot of that stuff, really, which I love. I love really. It was it was it's all pretty positive stuff, but uh, a, a lot of banner mixed in there. Well, you've got the head for a Welshman. I'll give you that. That's for sure. <laughs> so you weren't here for the meathead chat. No, no, oh, you missed that. that one. I'm sort of yeah, just yeah, slightly yeah. covering that across late. that. I keep staring deep into the camera, deep into it's, your it's, eyes. So it's it's a it's a bit of a complicated one. You know, it's a bit complicated banner the meathead stuff. You might not get it, but uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, it's, a, I'll it's a really long maybe, maybe, story. Maybe, yeah. maybe one of the lads can explain to you yeah. later on. We'll, we'll, we'll catch you, mate. We'll catch you. Yeah, I'm still I'm still trying to work it out. I keep looking for looking for cues in the background. So, but I'm not quite there yet. Well, actually, actually, in the background, is that your uh, your English cap in the back? Or is that your school cap? Or that looks like cricket kit. It is. I'm actually I'm in my folks' place, um, uh, just outside Bath now, because um, we've got a day off from camp, so just finding a little escape. But uh, yeah, that's actually my England under sixteen cricket cap. Oh. Doesn't look, doesn't look that big, right? Oh, wait, you were 15 at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense. It's my, da- it's, it's my, dad's, it's my dad's study I'm in right now, so... Uh, they must a couple love of you. English shirts here as well. It looks so English in there. Look at yeah, the beams and the fireplace and the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. I think there's an under-9s participation <laughs> running award as well as there in the bottom <laughs> left screen I can see as well, so... Wait, wait, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a winner's medal for running, would it? No. <laughs> thanks, thanks for showing up, mate. We, um, I know we've covered it a fair bit around that rugby eligibility laws, but just from your side, mate, with Izzy Falaus and um, the Coleman sort of switching allegiance to to Tonga, mate, and obviously yourself. Do you do you think you know probably from an outside perspective? Do you think it's you know considering what you've you've just done and uh, you're about to do? Do you reckon it's good for our game as a whole? I think I mean, it's a good thing, right? You know, it's probably not massively designed for people like myself, but um, you know, I'm super, I'm super excited about it anyway. But you know, especially for you know guys that play for New Zealand, Australia, and they have the heritage elsewhere, and um, can can make those tier two nations stronger, and because there's there's so many quality players from you know Tonga, Samoa, Fiji. Who, have ended up playing elsewhere and um, I think I'll make the team stronger and make the competition better, right? You know, mm-hmm. maybe some of the top nations won't like it because teams like Tonga and Samoa and Fiji are going to start um, going to start showing up and, and, and putting some problems. Level the playing field, I think, and bring it on. Why not? Yeah, I would well, well, why, why wouldn't you? Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> Especially <Yeah>. in Fiji. <laughs> mm. 
but why wouldn't you want all these kind of world-class players who, who can't get in the team they played for a couple of times, um, you know, playing in the World Cup, you know, it's just going to make a better spectacle, isn't it? Made a hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's be I'm all tough. for him playing at the yes. World Cup. I just want him to play for Australia. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is that. There is that. <laughs> Mate, uh, sort of rounding it off now. One of the boys who can't be here tonight, Dell. He uh, runs a fast five, and I know you've been fully prepped and you're and you're ready to go on that, mate. So I'll hit you with the fast five and give us your your quickest answers off your uh, off the dome, off the meathead. So. Mate, you want uh, you want you want an explanation for this, or you, is it just uh, just yeah? Quick if fire? you want, no, no, I, I'll uh, I'll Google it. No, yeah, let us know quickly. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. No, 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 it looks good, <laughs> mate. We're rock and roll with that, mate. Um, if you could play with any athlete from any other sport uh, to be picked in your rugby team, who would it be? Uh... Before performance wise, someone like Michael Jordan would be pretty pretty sick. But uh, for for the banter, I'd say uh, uh, Ricardo. Mm, oh, know. Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. What position oh, would he be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where would so you I put met him? him um, he, he came over to Farley House once with um, when I was at Bath with Red Bull, and we did a promo day. If you if you search it, it's good stuff. We did um, a scrum against the oh, I've seen that. the, the, the Red Bull racing car. Yeah, um, but he was there all day, and he was. Yeah, he's a funny, he's a funny bloke, and he uh, just like pretty down to earth. I like, didn't mind being on like a promo day, which I imagine is pretty crap, you know. <laughs> um, he just had a laugh with us and was kicking balls around, and um, he reckons he was a bit of a funny player back in the day. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was just he was a good crack, really. And I, I want lads around the uh, around the squad who are going to be, you know, come out on the beers and and have a bit of banter about him. Just, just another good Aussie, you know. That just seems to be the flavour. Add it to the list, mate. Yeah, uh, mate. Number two, your career highlight. Uh, it's probably a, it's probably three, three way tie. Of first cap for England was was pretty special when I was a youngster, and then um, facing facing the hacker um, at Eden Park. Another kind of thing I thought I'd never be able to do, and then um, after a massive massive break you know playing that top 14 final winning that top 14 and the celebrations afterwards are just jesus i'm gonna forget awesome yeah that's all pretty electric mate best teammate so it's been it's been plenty of characters around um you know guys you'd know danny danny cipriani uh when he came back from australia went straight into sale team and um Caused plenty of uh, trouble. Um, That's part of the reason why he left, Andy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy Powell. Uh, I'm sure you heard Andy Powell from over the, the Welsh guy. Yep. Drove a golf buggy down the M4, found a motorway <laughs> and ran here and lost his driving license. He was um, why? He was great. He was great fun. He was just a wild character. Be a winner, winner, lose you a game, but uh, off the field was just unpredictable. Unpredictably brilliant. Uh, I think really good guy you may not know, I've got Elliot Stook, who's now playing at Montpellier. Um, he's been kind of fringe of England for a while, second row, but just the guy just brings the energy, you know, whether that's on, you know, on the pitch, bring the boys up or um, out in the bars, picking the ladies up. Yeah, that's you know, right. He brings, he brings, he brings the, the energy. That's, that's, kind of, that's the kind of teammate I like. 
Nothing better than a weird second rower. No, all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. right, and yeah, you might have already named a name, but we're looking for worst teammate. Oh. What a shout out BPA. Should we? I'm, I'm not nah. sure I've bagged him enough yet. Nah, he's. Uh, <laughs> he can't be t- you can't. You can't. You can't ask someone with a, with a worst teammate, can you? But uh, I'm sure people know who they are. I like. I like guys. I like guys who uh, come out with a team, come out with the socials, and. Um, the guys that stay home, they're usually my mixture of worst teammates. Love name them, you see. They probably won't listen to this anyway. Ooh, that kind <laughs> yeah, of caliber no, of person. Love too, it. Too busy training or uh, we'll do it abs or something. <laughs> and uh, last one, mate. Biggest influence on your career? Um, it's probably going to be my, my dad, I suppose, even now. You know, he, he, he was a fly-off, played... Um, Played for London Welsh back in the back in back in the day, so very different positions. But he, he knows he knows his rugby, and he, he's the one that always pushed me when I was a kid. You know, I remember one time I got injured um, when I was fourteen, fifteen, and came back probably a bit out of shape. And he, he basically kicked me onto the running machine and kept turning it up until I fell off, um, which is pretty crap when you're young. But uh, you know, that kind of instilled that kind of drive in me, which. Um, I still have, and uh, <clears throat> you know, any anything I need to talk about rugby wise, it'll be with him. Um, any advice and stuff, and he's very good at not talking about things he doesn't know about. So obviously, scrum wise, he'll just go, "What happened?" Or you know, <laughs> "Would you reckon it looked good?" Or it didn't or it didn't look good? He, he'll never he'll never go like, "Ah, oh, mate, I think your um, yeah. your, your angle's angle, a bit yeah. wrong." Because I'll be like. You know, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck off, you're not talking about yeah. <laughs> he's, he's well, he knows his rugby, but he stays in his, uh, he stays in his lane uh, rugby-wise. And uh, yeah, it's definitely, he's definitely most influential. Love Beautiful. that. Mate, uh, now that all the, the rugby, l- let's get into some serious questions, mate. Uh, we, we normally ask everyone who's played around the world, mate, um, after a game in the showers, mate, are you a budgie smuggler wearer or are you complete nud in the shower? <laughs> These are the, these are the important questions. And, and what do you think questions. of people that 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 do both options? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm I'm completely naked. Yeah, I thought though. That's yeah. the way. That's the way. It's always seemed to be, and um, the way you know the way I was. I don't want to say brought up, probably the wrong word. The way I went through the system. <laughs> yeah. <of> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll clip that. We'll clip that. Yeah. <laughs> what were you wearing uh, at the running machine? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like your dad was influential. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Scrumming with your dad. That's brought up. That's yeah. like, yeah. that's My dad did that to me. I'll do uh, that to you. Get your son out. Get your dick out, son. You think you deserve clothes? No. Uh, you heard him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it was the, the, way, the way it was always gone through when I was playing club rugby was like, you know, you can't trust someone until you've seen their dick. That's you it. Know? And and then you can learn through, through <laughs> as you get older, you're like, ah, oh, some guys are religious, you know, you know, it's one of those things. And, um, you know. Don't trust them, bud. Don't trust them, I, I, I still, I, I still don't, you know what? I still don't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I try to be reasonable about it, but I just, still don't just trust can't. them. <laughs> just, just, just take them off with it. No, okay. It's how you were brought up, you know. You know, it's hard to get away from that. Yeah, Mate, yeah. Uh, then, if you, you know... if you could, uh, who would you <laughs> rather have on J Ball? Right, this one. Who would you rather have on your tour, uh, Prince Andrew or Prince Harry? 
I mean, surely there won't answer this question, isn't there? Andrew, <laughs> Andrew yes. you're an Andrew guy. I, you thought, know, I, mean, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you'd be an Andrew guy. I knew it. I told you, Jay I think that question came from Johnny Brown, actually. So, Apparently, apparently he's got a private island he goes to, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. You can shower all you want there. And yeah, man. Whatever. Yeah. Cameras are watching. Go on tour. Outrageous. Hell of a party. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's everything we've got to ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to ask that last one? You ask it. No, nah, no, nah, that's all right. Okay. Okay, no, well, let's ask it. Um, I was told, so this one's uh, it's a well-known format, Fuck, Marry, Kill, except it's me, oh. Big Fat Dars, and Quirky. Go. Why didn't you want to ask this one? <laughs> I don't know, he's frigid. That's true. I... <laughs> Because I wear bike pants in the shower. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about this. It's not about me. It's about yeah, you, right? I, yeah, I'm more of a I need, religious I need, I, need, I, need, I need a bit of clarity. Who wears, who, wears, who wears smugglers in the shower? Well, I don't have any pants on at the moment, so. There we go. That's a tick. Well, I moved well, to I'm Japan solely for the shower scene, so. I you put on a speed tan. You in the shower, though, did you? I did. <laughs> more, yeah. more confidence. I, I, I put on more shorts in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you wear a suit. So I don't... Uh, do you want to do you want anywhere near a shower with um, Paolo Garabisi, the the Italian fly off? What does he do? He'll Ooh. make you he'll make you feel real small, real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like this. Yes, <laughs> that's nice. Is that's he really sick. tall? Is he? <laughs> is that the? <laughs> he's got sometimes you reckon he's got three legs. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> there it is. Take that Paolo Garabisi, write that down. <laughs> Google him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right, <laughs> Watch him uh, play. You'll probably notice it during the next game. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. All right, Henry, mate. Thanks so much for your time. I know. Uh, I know you're absolutely flat out, and you're able to squirrel away a bit of time from us um, outside of your, your duties with uh, Montpellier and the Welsh side, mate. So we really, really appreciate you sitting on the blow for us for a while and being so candid, mate. But all the all the best. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you at the Rugby World Cup later this year, and hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see you back playing uh, for Montpellier next season, brother. Cheers, lads. I've uh, I've enjoyed it, mate. It's, it's been absolutely it's awesome. Thought, it's everything I thought it would be. Ah, oh. yeah. Big expectations. Henry going bloody up. Thomas, everybody. Round of hey, applause, mate. Henry hey. Thomas. Thank you so much, brother. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> Absolute legend, Henry Thomas, man. Dialing in all the way from the UK, mate. 9.30 in the morning there. I was like, yeah, we'll just get you on for 20, 30 minutes. I think it was an hour later and he's uh, still on the blower. So, mate, absolutely awesome stuff. I was only 50 because, remember, Quirky, we, we had to knock it back. We had to in. delay it a bit because of Quirky's traffic. What happened, mate? Now, now that you've caught your breath. I had to catch the train. I was on the, yeah, go-card, ran out of juice. So I um, had to walk from uh, Carindale. All the way here, so oh, mate, it happens. That's we appreciate the commitment, man. We really, really do. And we never actually got the reason why Dow's on here. He just, just says not coming in. Oh, right. Fair enough. Okay, mate. Is he's a busy, busy Ar- man. Yeah, RDO, Dale. RDO, <laughs> mate. So you know, um, th- there are you know life after the battler's bench is always <laughs> it's good to see him always doing looking well, good. Man. So yeah, it is feet. good to see him doing well, laying on his hefty feet. That's good. <laughs> so uh, all the best. Ah. <laughs> uh. That'll be me one day. That's it. Uh, That's it for the Battlers bench this week? I think so. Awesome. Well done. Round of applause for Big Fat Dart. Some of your best stuff. Uh, Good to get one back on, friends. All right. You sent it in, by the way. You sent it in. So just in case he tries to...
Go Don't throw me under the bus. I'm just, I think Quirk. I think I it. might have sent it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't send it. Are we allowed to snitch on this show? Or? I think we just did. Yeah. Good one, Das. Um, all right, now quickly, let's do our red hot takes for the upcoming weekend of footy. Uh, I don't think we did too well last weekend, but no. Say la vie, that's what it's there for. Out of left field, quirky. Your red red hot take for this upcoming weekend of, uh, of footy. Obviously, we're getting into the the nitty gritty of the yep. Super Rugby season, and look, I'm, I'm an Aussie man, and I know I'm probably snagging someone's here, but I'm I'm going to back the. Um, the horses, mate, to, to do the job. The Brumbies. Yes. The Waikato. Yes. Mate, they've obviously, leading in, they had a little bit of hiccups to still trying to find their feet on, and a tough game on the weekend. I know controversially, potentially could have been pipped, but I think that's might have, that's what they needed to jump on the bird and get in. And we saw our mighty Reds do a good number on those boys. So I think the Brums are watching very closely. As yep. one of our previous guests, Nick White, said, I think they might have a few tricks up their sleeve or try to even bore them out of their game. Hell yeah, man. And, and you reckon the Brumbies are like, well, the Reds can get close. Surely we can beat them, right? <laughs> yeah. They might have written that down on the game plan page, maybe. We just don't <laughs> Just know. ring the Chiefs and go, you guys nearly lost to the Reds. <laughs> Confidence like, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, big fat dash, your red hot Well, I'm going to go back to the shoot shield. Um, I'm going to go with uh, two Blues, currently coming eighth, to beat North, who are currently coming third. Ooh. Two Blues have had... Three wins on the trot, I just reckon. They're fizzing at the bunghole. Two blues. Do you get any sort of compensation? I feel like two blues comes out of your mouth every second. Or Hunter Wildfire. Hunt yeah. Wild. yeah. I, just, yeah. I just love they're, it. They're the two that generally get... Are you get kicked back from there? We'll see how we go at the end of the season, you know? Maybe. I hope so. Two blues. <laughs> Shout out Wildfires <laughs> no, Wildfires no. uh, That's a bloody good one Big fact ass big one. Fingers crossed Give it comes out. through Now it's just time For our rugby segment um, So big fat ass Your rugby from the weekend Just gone Just touching on that Chiefs game Big Peter Gus Soakula Mate I just um, He's just got Oh, oh mate uh, He's just that kind of That cult Kind of rugby guy Yeah Like The Reds used to have Radiki Samo where just just even him having in the team and like his, I don't know whether his does he actually ever bend from the from the waist up or is he just a solid solid mass mate? <laughs> but just, just his work rate and like mate, that chip and chase, right? You know he so he's off to France next year, I think, mm-hmm. and he was one of the youngest ever Fijians to play basketball for Fiji at the, just before his nineteenth birthday. Lose. He played basketball for Fiji. Little tidbit there, mate. There you go. I did some research. And um, originally he was a winger. I wrote that down too. Nice. Well done, big fat dust. No, Peter Gus sold cool up. Mate, I reckon. I love him. One of those guys that sort of got stitched up by this eligibility rule. Played one game. One game maybe for the All Blacks. Yeah. And now over to France and obviously can't play for Fiji for some time, which is a bit of a stitch up. Yeah. All things considered. But, mate, he's a gun. And as you said, he is cult hero status, man. I love it. He is the absolute man. Um, so Dow's, uh, Dow obviously isn't here, but his rugby from the weekend just gone. Uh, announced today, Stan Pilecki medalist for the second year in a row. It's Harry Wilson. He's been absolutely massive this year. Uh, I think Freen sort of used to touch on it 
uh, last year when he when he didn't get selected in the squads and, and even this year from Eddie Jones that maybe a little bit of emotional terrorism from guys like Eddie Jones and Dave Rennie to get him fizzing and oh, mate yeah. he has been immense ever since. Last and I five think or six weeks, yeah, you're right. He's missed the last two spring tours and he's had two full pre seasons and two full seasons as a result, and I think it's starting to show. Like he's now got so many more quivers to his bow, doesn't shirt contact, goes hard in the paint yeah. in attack and defense, mate. Deserve, uh, I think it was between him and Fraser McWright getting that Pilecki medal. And with the Pile- jeez, they've announced it very early, haven't they? Normally they wait six months, thirteen months, just make a post on Instagram, <laughs> thirteen months, and just. Oh, and by the way, this guy season next season kicks off. P.S. <laughs> this is what happened last year. Yeah. No, but, mate, uh, credit yeah, yeah, to him, yeah. mate. He's been huge this season, and I think the amount of tackles he made in yeah. this game was huge. Yeah. I think it's like he was just consistency. That was pretty much what I think everyone was putting it down to, was yeah. the consistency of what he, you know, he had the few big carries and the offloads and different things. But, mate, I think he's rounding his game out very nicely as a young fella, and he's choo-chooing on the way to the gold jersey, I think. 100%. Uh, Quirky, your rugby from the weekend just gone? Devin Flanders, mate. Um electric and you'll you'll see it here just mate a bit of trickery but mate i just doesn't look like he's got the speed but mate that's two fast guys he's gassing right hand left hand mate he did something similar a couple of weeks ago um down there playing against the crusaders mate like uh sort of a bit of an unsung hero yeah, yeah. their team he's been in the system you know he, he's got he's got Artie. he's got a lot of guys that have have sort of held on to that spot in the bench spot for a while and Mate, he started to get his um, his flow on as a as a young guy, and like that's just not a one off thing. He's he's causing some trouble there. Yeah, so I think... that back row with Artie Sarvea, Duplessy, Kariffi, and yeah. Devin Flanders was pretty bloody red hot this season. Mate, massively. So with... I think he sort of edged himself in there very sweetly. With a name like Devin Flanders, geez, you better be good. You better be good <laughs> <laughs> from a junior. Yeah. You better be dominating. Yeah. And, it's right? either, either footy or straight yeah. to accounting. Yeah, like, that's your two options. Thinking of floating, yeah. right? With a name yeah. like Devin Flanders, and he's floating. Yeah, and he's a big unit. So yeah, Devin, I love you very much. Don't listen to them. All right. Well, that rounds out this week's episode of the Pack Rugby Show. I know it was a long one, but Henry Thomas was absolutely red hot. Yeah, big fat Darcy and quirky. Thank you so much for. Uh, giving us your input and, and being the uh, the rock that this show is built on. We couldn't do it without you. And speaking of rock, Zachy Boy and the ones and twos, as per usual, out of Double Take Studios. Absolutely crushing it. My name's Jay Boy, and as per usual, stay safe, enjoy your footy, and we'll see you next week. Ciao.